to episode 15 of Scales and Tales. Today I am joined by um by a guy who's kind of cornering the market on the on the quote finesse style glide baits. I have the Glacy bait Gracie baits tonight, man. I asked him how to say it and I still messed it up. <laughs> no, you're but, good, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh so I have Kyle on tonight and we're just gonna kinda talk about uh how this all got started and wherever we end up is where we end up, but I'll let him kind of take the microphone and uh, kind of get the ball rolling here. Yeah, what, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Kyle Gracely, owner of the Gracely Bates. Um, I'm excited to, to kind of talk about what's been going on recently. There's been there's been a bunch in the works, and we got we got some good stuff coming. So awesome. Uh, so yeah, I guess kind of starting off. Well, I guess really starting off, how'd you how'd you get into fishing? You're a you're a California guy, so how did you end up in this big wide world of fishing? How'd that start yeah, off man. for you? So I uh, I grew up with a pond across the street from me that uh that my dad and I used to go. We would go to a local park and we would take a bunch of bluegill and a little largemouth and we'd fill up a little five gallon bucket. And I don't necessarily know <laughs> if it was the right thing to do, but uh you know we'd come and dump them in in this little pond and. Uh, and there was a couple locals over there, and uh, and my dad was into fishing a little bit, but but not the way that uh, that I've gotten into it. And uh, there was a couple older guys that that really kind of got me got me going and got me into it and, and got me interested. So, um, yeah, man, huge shout out to them. They they <laughs> if it wasn't for those guys actually taking the time instead of instead of blowing me off just like another kid that was coming up wondering what the heck was going on. Uh, I don't. There's no way I don't think I would have got into it the way that I am now. So. Right, so like you, you got into like fishing like early, early stages. So like it's kind oh, of oh yeah, all you've known mostly. It's it's pretty much is, is literally all that I've known. Yeah. So then, how did uh, so I'm sure you grew up probably like you said started like bluegill bass fishing, and then probably when you got yep. a little bit older, you kind of prom- predominantly turned into a bass fisherman. However, you could catch them, you catch you catch them that mm-hmm. way. Right. And you know, what's up. funny is actually, uh, so here in SoCal, there's a, there's a huge like trout scene that's been going on for a few years now. And, uh, and, and I, you know, I, I thought I knew what I was doing and I'd be excited with the large mouth. And I, I had my little, my yellow notebook that I write down notes on like what the temperature outside was. And yeah. I thought I was cool, but you know, it's funny. I, I kind of stepped away from it for a few years and was like, I am going to try this little trout thing. And I thought that that was fun. Um, but that, that got way overcrowded and I, uh, I don't know. I went back to bass fishing and it's funny, you know, I was actually out at my dad's who lives in Arizona and I found that old notebook and I was like, man, like I got, I got to get back into this. Um, right. And I don't know. I mean, that was probably six years ago and, and it took off. I, uh, it, <laughs> the next thing you know, I completely for, I left all the trout fishing and everything in the dust and that's pretty much oh, what really? I focus on now. So yeah, I, uh, I just don't, I just don't do it as much anymore, man. I got, I got super into it and, I, I don't know. I don't have a, uh, I don't have a big fancy boat or anything. So it's always been for me trying to figure out like from shore fishing. And I guess that'll kind of lead us into a, where the finesse glide gill came from. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been a journey for sure. I've, I've, I've been fishing my whole life. So when you kind of switch back to the, the bass fishing, was that, uh, mostly just conventional stuff? Like your, your spinner baits, oh, crankbait, that sort of thing? Oh yeah. See, for me, it was always, it was always a drop shot or a jerk bait anywhere I went. It was like oh, drop really? shot, jerk bait. Yeah, dude, that was like, that was it. I mean, at, at the local ponds around here, it was, you couldn't throw a crankbait cause you're I don't care if it's the middle of winter and all the grass should be died off. Like 
they're, yeah. they're going to catch grass or something on the bottom. And so it was always a, a drop shot or a shallow running jerk bait or, uh, or, or something along those lines. But, and that's funny. Cause I mean, uh, me being from Michigan and obviously Northern States, you hear drop shot and you don't think of California at all. That's like, like there's a, there's a list of 50 States and California is in 50, 50th for what you, where you think you'd fish a drop shot right. hear of guys power fishing and stuff out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They do. And a, and a bunch of my buddies do it heavy. And I'm even now I like, I, you know, I'll throw a crankbait now, but when first starting out, I had two rods, dude, I had, I had this, this horrible, walmart combo that was probably 30 or 40 bucks like and that was my drop shot rod and then i decided to get into a uh into another rod it was a uh, it was a phoenix feather and it was it was a perfect little jerkbait rod and it was like i was like holy cow man like i just spent 120 bucks on a on a fishing rod setup <laughs> and i thought that that was nuts and uh, uh and i'm sure we all know <laughs> you yeah, start going right. down that Especially. rabbit hole and then uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but so, it's been good uh, what kind of what kind of turned your interest into the swim bait world, and then how how long ago or how how long have you been into swim baits? I should say. So, getting into it, it was a uh, it was something that piqued my interest. I was at a I don't know if you've heard of the tackle shop, Performance Tackle, but I lived I lived ten minutes from there, and I was in there, and okay. and I was kind of talking to to the guys in there. I was talking to Mark in there actually, and. Uh, and he had recommended my my buddy Corey and I. He had told us he was like, "Grab this, grab this Giron." It was it, they had a they had the baby Girons, and then they also had the Gantrails. And he oh. was like, "Just try them." And I picked them up, and I was like, "Eh, probably not going to throw this thing, but it looks cool, so whatever." And then, uh, and then we ended up picking up a uh, a bull shad swim bait, and um, out in uh, out out at another local lake. Um, somebody had recommended them to us. And so we were fishing those things and I think we had a couple follows and it got us excited. Um, but the one bait that, that, that really kind of got me going was that Matt Lures hard gill, the baby hard gill. I was fishing it. It was right after the bluegill spawn. Uh, and that's when I had connected with my first like real large mouth, not just something that was like two or three pounds and being stoked. Right. Uh, and that was it from there. My buddy Corey and I both really got got very into it that that's the main guy that that i fish with and you'll you'll probably hear me mention his name a couple of times but um that's the dude that him and i have kind of have grown together um and then he started getting more into it and then i started getting more into it and then that kind of brings us to the uh to how i got started making them um so it's funny i uh i grew up with another bait maker who's who's fairly well known i just I don't know if he would want me to mention his name or not, but he, he also is a <laughs> California guy and he makes baits like crazy. I mean, he, he pumps them out. He's very, very well known. And I, when I was a kid, when I was fishing at that pond, he lived right next to me. And so like, I'd always watched him doing it and, uh, and I wanted something that would glide. So I, I kind of started getting into the glide bait thing. Um, and I wanted a little bluegill bait that would glide and, and, you know, the Gantrell being a three piece that, it was cool, but it wasn't an actual glide bait, you know, something like your 250 right. where that bait is getting wide. Um, and then they had the little G-Ron, which that one for that bait being as small as it was, it would it would glide a little bit, but it, it wasn't it wasn't doing it for me. And so I was like, look, dude, and I hit the guy up and he gave me a couple of really cool pointers. And, and I kind of just started doing it for a couple of buddies of mine. Um they started catching fish and then more people started becoming interested through word of mouth. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'm doing this. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, that's 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 kind of where it started. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily know that I. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have minded making a couple bucks here and there doing it, you know, but it wasn't necessarily to like start really trying to do it and, and pumping out a hundred a month kind of thing like where I'm at now. Uh, it's just a totally different aspect. So it, it's grown a lot. Right. I would say the last year specifically. So uh, kind of going off that. So did you just sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make a small, small bluegill glide bait. And, yeah. Uh, and then, like, did you just kind of go with that and like, hey, like this looks good? And then you started to fish it. You caught some fish on. And you're like, oh, damn! Like this is this is really good. Like this is something that I, I should make more of. So, the original prototype. There's about 20 of them out there. That mm-hmm. thing was ugly, but it caught <laughs> fish, dude. <laughs> like, and so I, you know, I was excited about it. I was stoked. I was like, dude, like, right. there's something going here. I got a little bait. It's actually. It's doing a little bit of gliding. It probably it was probably gliding the same way the Gantrel, uh, the sorry the um the Giron was, and uh and, and so like that was like you know that was what I was kind of shooting for, and then to get past that, uh, to do something that was garage built. Um, but yeah, man, that thing that thing was ugly. I really wasn't too worried about the looks. Um, and then I kind of you know I I refined it a little bit myself, and then and then obviously I connected with Row and and they were tremendous to work with and uh and yeah man they they brought it to life and you know i think i think people tend to forget um how much work goes into just just getting a small bait to glide um oh, dude. comparably yeah, to why, a big bait yeah i think that's why you're maybe one okay um i'm going to say this you're one of the only smaller glide bait makers i know rather other than the production gancraft 70 and then there's another right. there's another person who makes one but it's a very small it's not really i don't i wouldn't even consider it a, a glide bait it's more of a bfs type bait but yours right. is definitely the smallest that i know of and obviously it works because you have you're doing the cast catch contest this month and you've had how many videos already posted 10, yeah 11 days into this month you know and i sending me videos but and i feel bad and sorry if you're listening to this man but it's like you know i i put clear i put clear things there and, and unfortunately i won't be able to accept it kind of thing because i don't have like, the actual cast they've only got like pulling the fish out of the water kind of thing or yeah. um you know and, and i feel bad but it, it's so cool man like that that's what it's all about i didn't like seeing my friends catch a couple fish on them that was cool but then to start seeing people like out of california start catching a couple fish on it i was like holy cow like it's such a cool feeling and then like now the fact that the majority of people who buy all my drops are not even from california like it's what seriously it's one of the coolest feelings ever uh i do it for that probably more than anything so yeah for sure uh those those kind of rounding rounding off here again those uh those first 20 you made were those wood or did you make one wood one and then kind of mold that and go from there to, to send these 20 baits out. So that's actually, uh, so it's funny there, there was, there was a whole process. So originally, and a couple of the guys from the very beginning, I'll remember I started with a three piece. It was not a oh. two piece. It started out as a three piece and it was a little bit wider. And I'll talk a little bit more about that at some point, I'm sure, because it's kind of segmenting into something that we've got going. Um, <laughs> but I had a three piece and then, 
I was like, dude, like I, I, I did the three piece thing because it was easier to do. A glide bait, a glide bait is not easy to do. Uh, yeah. But the three piece, I was like, I just got to stuff some weight in a specific area and like it'll be fine. I'll, I'll get it to swim. Um, but I'm stubborn and I d- originally was going for a glide bait. And so it was like, I'm going to stick to my guns and I got it. Uh, and eventually I figured it out. So what I had to do was I made a wood master of the three piece mm-hmm. and then ended up completely carving up the mold that I had uh, so that it would make one solid like three piece bait. Right, and yeah. then I found that the resin for me personally was easy to work with. And so I sat there and I hand carved one out of resin uh, <laughs> and then made a new mold out of the resin bait. I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> I don't recommend that at all. Uh, but that's what happened. And then once I made a mold and, and I kind of got him to do a little bit of swimming and gliding, um, I sent it to a couple guys. Like I sent one over to Jared over at Paula 74. Um, oh, yeah. That was rad, dude. I mean, seriously, I sent him the bait. He was like, hey, man, like, I'm excited. Um, I think he made a comment about, like, it was the keychain that swam or something. Like, it, it was it was funny. <laughs> but then, like, the next day, he sent me a picture holding, like, a three or four pound largemouth. And he's like, well, holy crap, dude, this thing works. And I'm like, all right, stoked. Like, uh, so it, it was cool, man. Like, that, that kind of, it's the inspiration like that, you know, having a couple dudes be like, yeah, this is what you need to change and input from those guys all of them said size it up a little bit so the original was just over three and a half inches um now it's four and a quarter Um, okay yeah which which is which is better they they were right um originally i was going for (laughs) for four and a half and then and then cut back and then ended up cutting too far back and was like well screw it i'm going with the uh, with the small (laughs) small size um so yeah man um but that's yeah that's that's kind of I don't know. I guess I'm, that's what really got me going. I'm glad you touched on, uh, on on sending some baits out because I think personally, and obviously I think everybody, at least 99.9% of people in like universe would agree that what separates like a bait maker who wants to make a bait for the people and a person who uh, not necessarily is doing it for the right reason, people those bait makers take a hit at the beginning to send, send prototypes out to people to make sure that their bait works before they start asking for X, Y, Z dollar amount for these baits. Like there's guys who actually care and, and want these baits to perform how they perform to them before they start collecting money and sending baits out. Yeah. And and you know what? And to be honest, to to your point, I'm still one of the new guys, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still just kind of getting along, but, it's right. funny the the amount of bait makers that I see. You're right, dude. That like they they it's like oh this is my first ever prototype and you know give me 150 bucks for it and I'm like dude you have no like <laughs> I don't think people yeah. understand the amount of time that goes into you know and, and like you said in sacrifice that goes into just getting a bait to perform first before really getting it to the public. Um, yeah, and don't get me wrong, you know every, I would sell a couple of them here and there. I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't, but. Uh, but not selling all of them. Right, no, but I, I I wasn't selling all of them. The majority of them I was giving away to, to buddies of mine, and I was like, dude, tell me, like, what do I need to do different? Um, and that's that's been, like, the, the key component. That's been really the thing that helped. Um, yeah. Um, so. I've, I've been seeing guys, uh, <laughs> guys post, like, uh, April 23rd, like, oh, I'm making a bait. And, like, they'll post, they <laughs> – I saw a post a couple days ago and it, it's the guy's website 
and it's like all right baits are up for sale and he's like i'll have a swim video out tonight and i'm like what like you <laughs> you started making this bait two two and a half weeks ago you're starting to make a production of them and you don't have a swim video and you've yet to catch a fish on them personally and you're asking like you said 120 150 bucks like right i'm yeah, all man, for entrepreneurship will... and capitalism but make sure the product <laughs> is what people want <laughs> yeah man no no kidding yeah i mean and like you were saying that i mean there's not a there there are other guys that make small glide baits but um one specifically who you know who i'm not necessarily going to mention it might turn around and sell that one small glide bait for 350 or 400 bucks because that person knows how much harder it is to to make a small glide bait yeah you know? exactly. so for for somebody to make something big like that and go straight to charge them but um and that's the whole thing like i love doing it man i've I, i've had a bunch of people hit me up and and they want to know when i'm making a bigger one and 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 i've considered it but the thing is is i think i think my niche and, and where really it's kind of going is what you started with is it's a finesse glide bait it's something that's different that people don't necessarily have um maybe they're hesitant because of the size of it because it is only four four and a inches where then you know think something needs to be six inches or above and, and to be yeah. fair i get it i you know i i love throwing the 250s and whatnot dude those baits are untouchable um but it's it's something different it's something that the fish might not necessarily have seen it's small so there really isn't a hesitation um one guy that i've been posting a lot actually that he's been sending tons of cast to catches um guy named carlos he's been you know, it's funny. He, I love the message that I've been getting. So he's been telling me, it's like, he's like, it's insane with this thing. You, you're not getting a bunch of followers, like with your standard glide bait, like the bait, is, it glides like a standard glide bait, but it's so small that the fish don't, they don't think twice about it. It's like, it, it's, it's almost instant. Uh, and so right. that's been cool, man. Like getting that kind of feedback, it, hearing that what I'm doing, that's something a little bit different. Um, I don't know. It's awesome. Uh, um, and like, there's like, a bunch of different reasons I went with the finesse bait, but, and I'm sure we'll go over that. But. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I guess before, before, cause I have something to talk about that too, but before we move mm -hmm. on, um, like you were saying, like people, people kind of classify like the six inch bait as a swim bait. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't want to say that this is the case, but it kind of is. It's, it's becoming right. a cool thing to fish the big baits and catch, catch the three pounders on a, nine ten inch bait relative to <laughs> right. fishing a four inch bait four and a quarter inch bait and catching a four or five pounder it just it doesn't have the same right. uh, the same clout <laughs> that people people have with a 10 inch bait not that it's any different i mean it's i don't no, know no, it's you're 100 right it's it's a hype thing and that's and that's what it is and i to be honest i can't blame them dude there's nothing like watching a fish come up and and smoke a you know smoke a big no exactly yeah uh but it's fun no no doubt about it um and to be honest i think pretty much everybody's got the balls to go through a nine to ten inch bait now like there, there's not that most people they see the amount of people like especially on swim bait universe you know they see these guys catching these monster fish and so they're like oh dude it's gotta work um, yeah but it, yeah I, I mean i don't know and yeah i, I mean we'll get more <laughs> to it but yeah <laughs> like you said like you say it, it's different it's uh it's not necessarily a niche it's not something that really anybody's necessarily looking for at the moment. And so that's been a, 
it's been a little a little bit of a struggle to kind of get people's attention, but it's cool because when you know when, once we've got somebody's attention and 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 they buy one, they end up reaching out and they're like, "Holy crap, dude! Like this is I don't know what I was expecting, but the the swim or the thumb or the glide or whatever terminology they use, they're like, this thing's insane, right. and that's cool, it, you know." And that's like uh, categories everybody talk. Everybody talks about a surf bait. Everybody talks about cover glide and open water glide and all that. But, but mm-hmm. like you, you kind of coining the term like a finesse glide. That's those. Those are two words that don't go together in any right. sentence. <laughs> at least, at right. least in this niche, like nobody's nobody's ever nobody's ever said like, oh yeah, I'm building a finesse glide. And that's like I think you're you're building the market for this style of bait. Like, obviously, like we said, there's like the, the Gancraft 70, but right. I mean, that's, I don't know how much I don't, 70 off the top of my head. I don't know, but still like that's, that's the only thing in my mind and off the top of my head, that's relative to this. And that's completely different. That's like a middle profile. Whereas this is right. Uh, like a dessert, dessert bite for a bass and a bluegill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, uh... I don't know. I, I have a bunch of fun fishing this thing. You know, it's funny. It's like, obviously any bait maker who makes their baits, like they're, they're going to stand behind it and they're going to fish it a ton. But like, dude, I, and maybe, and, and I know it's part, partially the time of year and whatnot, but recently, like I can't set it down. And like, and it's not, it's not out of a pride thing. It's out of like a, holy crap. Like, dude, I'm catching more fish on this thing than like, than I have almost anything else recently. So like, why would I put right. it down? You know, <laughs> it's not broken uh so it, it's been fun um there's a local lake recently actually that we were fishing and uh and and my buddy was throwing a, a depth 250 and, and he had this one fish it was about three and just kept following and following and following and it was so funny dude because i mean i'm sitting there dying laughing almost in tears at him because he's getting all frustrated at the fact that he can't get <laughs> this fish to commit and uh and i was like dude let me just take one cast with the bluegill and he kind of rolled his eyes and he was like, Go ahead fired it out and it took and it took one cast and that fish connected and uh and maybe it was just the different size i have no idea but like that stuff like that again is, is another part of the inspiration of like holy cow like this is another piece of arsenal that like isn't out there um i gotta give a shout out to my boy nigel he's the one that kind of helped me come up with the term finesse glide bait um he's really the one when we were talking he's one of the guys that got one of the original ones and uh and and he was like dude this thing's small like i can throw it on a finesse rod like you can use more of a finesse approach to it where you can just slowly crawl the thing with, uh you know so it, he was like this it's like a it's like a finesse glide bait and i was like dude that's it like it's stuck i sent him a message i was like that's going on the instagram bio like that's <laughs> it <laughs> like that's the one and and i've ran with it uh it you know so it, it's really cool man just just getting all the feedback and that's like um, so, uh, when when most people hear garage builder, like uh, mm-hmm. they they think the seven, the eight, nine inch bait glide baits and that sort of thing. Whereas you you can corner the market for beginner baits. Like I I would I would not guess this. I would not be surprised if in the next two or three years people are selling starter lots with your baits in them because like it's, it's a, it's a user-friendly bait. Like it's a four, right. four and a quarter, four and a half inches. And like you said, it, it catches fish. And 
you can get away with fishing it on on a seven six extra heavy flipping stick. You you can get away with fishing it with your Corrado K. Like you don't need yeah. anything special to fish this bait. Like it's it's slightly larger than a conventional bait, whereas most most other baits, even even the quote beginner baits, rather than like an S waiver one sixty eight or the Gantrell Junior, usually you need a, a heavier rod. Or you fish it on a, uh, you fish it kind of on a sketchy rod, but either way, like <laughs> right, your, bait, your bait's friendly break. for anybody for anybody who wants <laughs> to have it. Like there's no there's no reason that Joe Blow couldn't buy it buy it fishing from the boat ramp. Like anybody could fish this thing. Right. Yeah. No. And that's uh. So that's actually that that that's a really really good point. Um, that was another thing. So I actually, so, so some of my friends, you know, who might not necessarily be into like the whole swim bait thing, but they love fishing. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they won't have a rod. So if I started making eight inch baits, they, they're going to look at me like, what the heck is this thing? They're like, what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, and so, and to your point, I think, I think that's important, man. Like I, I know somebody who sent me a message and he was like, dude, I throw this, I, I have a little, I have a, uh, a jerkbait setup that's just a little bit on the heavier side. And he's like, and I throw it on this thing, no problem. Like the rod's only supposed to be rated to like an ounce or something. And, and the bait's only an ounce and a quarter. Um, and so, you know, so it's not that much of a difference, but he's like, dude, I sling this thing, no problem. And that's like his rod dedicated to, the, to those baits. I mean, he's got like six of them now. Uh, it's so it's cool, man. Uh, I think, to, like you said it's versatile and, and pretty much anybody can use it uh it's a good like it's a good intro um it's a good introduction to to kind of get into swim baits um so just something different yeah uh so i guess kind of branching off with the success of the of, of this of the one size well i guess before we touch on that are there any other baits that you have uh, I was scrolling through, and you ha- you had a trout glide. Is that is that right? I did, yeah. So so working on that one actually. Oh, see, okay. Um, yeah, that's that that's one that 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 we've got going. Um, that bait has been a love hate relationship with that thing, dude. <laughs> I uh, it, it it's difficult with with the way that it's shaped and in the way that the micro balloon's set up in a specific spot on the bait. It 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 slightly noses up. And so we've just been trying to refine it to where it looks the same, um, but it glides properly and we're not having to do a ton of extra work. And I say we, that's, that's really like, I might have a buddy of mine or something come over and help me out, but um, it's tough, man. It's that bait, that bait I for sure thought was something that I was going to like dial in right away, but I fell in love with the bluegill bait and that's kind of yeah. why I stuck with it um that trout bait dude don't get me wrong like my first time taking it out like i mean i had sat there and i've got a jacuzzi that like i test the stuff sort of in and then like my lady's grandma would go over there and and go and i'm not i'll test them in the pool uh and then like if it's not right but it looked right in the jacuzzi i'm all pissed off and i come back home yeah. and i'm like dude i gotta figure this out because I, I dude it, i won't sleep like if i can't figure it out uh i seriously like i i, I it'll drive me nuts um and so, uh, essentially, finally, I got it dialed in. I got the first trout dialed in, and and my brother and I, uh, my brother, a friend of ours, and myself go out to to one of our our local lakes, and uh, 
and we rented a boat and we got two separate boats and it's just me on this thing. And I'm not like thinking that I was going to catch one. I mean, obviously the hopes were there that I would catch one, but I didn't really <laughs> think that I was going to catch one considering yeah. the pool temperature was like, you know, in the sixties, but we got out there and it's like the middle of winter. So the water temperatures, I don't know, high thirties or forties. Uh, right. And so, <laughs> and so I didn't necessarily expect catch one. So I fired out and, and with that trout, man, I'm serious. I, I mean, I, I counted down to probably like, 20 or 30 because i was fishing pretty deep water uh, off this point and i might have taken four i might have made four or five like real bumps and hooked up connected to the biggest striper of my life so like that was really cool uh the fact that that had happened on first cast like that was like uh the feeling is like there's literally no words for it um you know, and then to like fish it around more and then ended up connecting with like a two and a half pound largey or something like it was cool, man. That that day was was a bunch of fun. Um, and I didn't even throw the bluegill that day. But to be fair, it was also the middle of winter and, and I didn't expect <laughs> anything on a bluegill at that time. But um, yeah, man, that that trial, it, it's coming. It's uh, there's just some work that's got to be done to it. So. Right. As, as it seems, everybody always has to do work to their baits it doesn't seem like there's ever really a time where a bait maker is completely satisfied with a bait they're always refining obviously obviously guys guys get very happy with the baits once they send them over to jake at row but until that point they're always tweaking something even after that there's guys that are always tweaking something and having that's me he was talking about (laughs) dude that's yeah and and you know what and i haven't had row necessarily change anything i think i think there are some guys that that expect to go to them and like have the thing swim out of the like out of the mold and oh, just, yeah. dude, that is just absolutely not the case i mean the amount of like different techniques that i've used for weighting these things and like where the weight should go and should i put weight here kind of thing like it it's just nuts and finally we found a we found a, a sweet spot uh that gets that bait to stay stable um it was frustrating man like it, it, it was totally frustrating because i got the molds and was all stoked about it um and I could get them to swim, but for the life of me, could not get them to glide. Uh, and and it probably, I don't know. I mean, it probably took me eight months or something before I finally got one that was actually gliding. And I was like, I called my buddy Corey, and I'm like, dude, you gotta come over. You're like, you gotta come and check this out. I think I finally got it. And so we we started taking notes, and and we took them over to the park, and, and all of a sudden things started lining. Then it was go time, and we've really kind of owned in on this one specific waiting method that, that's just uh-huh. it's just made the baits go nuts so damn <clears throat> that uh it's fun yeah uh going i mean while while we're on the topic of jake and company is though do you have an idea in mind of making the bluegill a little bit bigger and if so are you just gonna have Jake scale it up, or are you do you want to carve a master and then go from there, like like the original process? If if I decide to make the bluegill a little bit bigger, and I say if because <laughs> I have had a bunch of dudes from Swimbait Universe that are like, "Bro, your bait is legit, but it's too small. Like you need to make something bigger." And I respect <laughs> that, dude. I, I get it. You know, I, I know. It. Like we were saying, like I, people want the the big baits. Uh, yeah. if I go with something bigger, I'll probably just have, I'll probably just have Jake scale something up and, and I could, right. you know, I could sit there and hand carve it, but, 
to be honest, I'd I'd rather just out of like a laziness thing, would rather just sell a couple extra oh. baits and have him upscale it for me because I know that their work that they do is is impeccable, dude. Yeah, dude, uh, I was about to say there's there's nothing lazy about it. I think uh, paying if you can pay and have literally the same exact bait look the same exact way, it's just four three four inches bigger and literally it's just a frame by frame the same exact as the short one that's the smart right, thing to do just keep it all in unison don't yeah. have a rough draft bait next to a trophy bait and be like what the <laughs> hell like they're supposed to look the same like right yeah no no I, you know i uh i hesitate slightly to make something bigger because you're right i've got I, I, from from like a marketing side of things i've got something different that not something everybody has like dude there's a ton of super sick gill glides out there like especially the sly guy like the sly guys that new 86 bait i think it's the tempest or whatever that just dropped yeah, like, dude, some yeah. of these baits that they're so sick like I, you know so i wouldn't even like i wouldn't even want to know that i i wouldn't even want to dabble in that uh i think i think there there's a really good thing going for those bigger baits and could I do it? Probably. And is 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 a couple of buddies of mine in my ear probably three times a day asking me to make something bigger? Absolutely. So I probably will end up doing it. Um, but it, it it's one of those things that I'm kind of that I'm kind of hesitant on. Um, and then I don't know if you saw on Instagram like that little guild, dude. I think I I think people don't expect it to catch big fish, but like you know, there's been there's been there's been a six car, five car the other day. Uh, that dude sent sent me in the video of him catching a seven on it, and so like, it's sticking bigger fish for only being four and a quarter. You know, yeah, for sure. I think it's just a it's a hype thing, and and, and who knows? It may will it continue? Probably. Um, I'm just trying to, to, like we were saying from the beginning, just make something different that that people haven't seen, and and it hasn't necessarily been easy. You know, because there are some guys like that'll make a bait and like in three months it seems holy crap dude how do these people have like way more followers in hand? like my buddy will be like well they're making a 10 inch shad bait like <laughs> I mean, that's that's like what people want right now so it's just trying to create that that niche um yeah bro. yeah it's 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 odd uh one thing i do i, I i've been wanting to touch on is um obviously you're you're a bait maker firsthand um did the painting side of things come to you easy did you have any prior experience to painting that's that's like everybody i've talked to they're like yeah i built the bait and all this and all that uh, and guys are catching fish on it and then they're like but it took me a couple of years to figure out the painting situation i'm just now figuring that out did that come natural to you or or was that kind you know, of a foreign thing it's funny that you bring that up actually my paintings, I, I don't have any background of painting or anything, but what I will say is, so like all of my, all of my tattoos that I have on my body, I drew myself. So like, I've always had a thing. Oh, really? Drawing. Yeah. And, and so like, I've always had this thing that like, I'm down to sit down with a pencil and a paper and draw something out. Uh, and so like yeah. the artistic side wasn't necessarily the issue. I think it was more, uh and like and it's i'm actually really really glad that you brought this up because i've had a couple dudes hit me up and they're like look bro the only reason i bought a bait is because your paint is absolutely insane and like that's cool hearing you know because that actually came way easier to me than than the other stuff um trial and error it, i guess it is kind of just like making them but it came way easier i think the hardest part was was figuring out colors and my issue was that 
I'd become a perfectionist, right? And so, like, yeah, I wanted yeah. to get all the most natural colors, and I'm wanting to figure it, like, figure out how do I match this picture exactly. Until I painted my buddy a bright, like, chartreuse green and yellow, and he's like, "Dude, watch your mouth! Like, I'm gonna go out and catch one." And he sent me a picture like an <laughs> hour later from our park down the street. He's like, "What did I tell you, bro?" <laughs> and so, and then I kind of laxed off, but it's funny because I relaxed a little bit. All of a sudden, my painting got better. Um, and yeah and my you know my scale started looking better and different like three-dimensional stuff started coming out and i start like once i did it by accident i was like i gotta figure out how to do this again and then you know and then you, and then you start figuring it out and it's it's just that i had fun with the actual tuning the baits that could drive me nuts sometimes but it's because i'm more of a perfectionist where with the painting, like, I think I finally came to the realization nothing is exactly the same. So as long as, like, you're close, then, then you'll be right. Um, I don't know. But no, I Boy. love the painting side of things. <laughs> yeah. Since since you touched on it, being a perfectionist and uh, actually tuning the bait and stuff, how long did it take you to figure out your uh, your micro balloon recipe and your resin recipe? Make oh, sure whatever you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... You know, it was, I will say that that's a tough question on and off two years. Wow. And I say on and off because I was doing it Wait, and it. like I had it figured out with a three piece, but then the three piece was easy. So like I went to the glide bait and then the glide bait, like that's where I've been working on this thing for like two years now. I think it's almost, it's almost been two years and it was, you know, it's funny. I finally is uh was pregnant and was like all right like i'm gonna have plenty of time at home california was, was nuts about this covid thing so they shut us down and uh yeah and so dude i had plenty of free time at home but uh i mean there was a lot of hours because there were times that like i thought i had i thought i had it thought i had <laughs> it and then like i'd go to pour a third one and it wasn't right and i'm like dude oh. what is going on here uh and so, yeah, I mean, probably on and off for two years. I mean, I, I would put it away for a week because I'd get all frustrated and then I'd come back yeah. like being more frustrated that I didn't figure it out. Um, yeah, but it, it took me a while. Um, it's just not easy with a glide bait, it, especially something that small. You know, with these bigger baits, it, it's easy to tune them because what ends up happening is you've got mo- you need to put more weight inside of that bait to get it to sink. And because there's more weight, there's more weight that's carrying through the water. You know, where when you've only got like, I don't know, like five or six grams of weight going into a bait, dude, that's not a lot of weight. And so to get a little bait like that to glide is, uh, it it was difficult. Um, Plus uh, lead, like lead chambers. I don't know if your bait has the lead chambers or the the Mm -hmm. lead uh, in it at all. Like there's not much real estate small your finesse glide bait there's not much real estate to put anything dude and that (laughs) you took the words out of my mouth man that that's that's where i was going with it um the way that i designed it it looks great but dude finding a good place to put weight where the bait didn't look all (laughs) janky like right i I, yeah man it it was a it was a little difficult so Um, yeah i don't know it like we're like I was trying to say. I mean, it took about two years. Once I had it, though, once once we had once we were very close and it was very consistent 
very consistently close is what I'll say because it wasn't exact. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then, then, then we kind of honed in on it, and that probably only took a week. Um, so, so not having any prior prior knowledge or idea on how this works, you got your bait <laughs> carved out of wood, and we just like, okay, did you just go into a a bait building page on Facebook and it's like, hey guys, looking to make resin baits? Like, what do I need? Like, uh. <laughs> Did you did you know about the Legos and the clay and then pouring the the uh, plastic to make your mold and everything, or did you have literally? To kind of ask I sat outside? on I sat on Google and I googled things and I was looking at because I remember like I, I like I was saying earlier there's a there's a bait maker that's super well known who also lives here like really locally he lived like dude I I he was two houses down from me. And so, like, I remembered him doing it, but I could not remember, like, how he had done it. And I remember that there were molds involved and, like, and so that, that was really it. And to be honest, I, I didn't realize until after I had already figured the glide bait out that there were bait making pages. Like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And my buddy, Corey, the, the guy that I fished with all the time, was like, hey, man, like, you know, I, I wish we would have known that this was around a long time ago. And I go, no kidding, man. Like, that would have made our lives easier. Um, but you know what though, I think, uh, I think it led, it led to us being more, more adamant about making sure it was exactly what it needed to be and being more detail oriented instead of just going based off of what somebody said, I can turn around and go tell somebody, Oh, you should use, you know, this percent and go have fun. And you, you still, you don't figure it out until you sit and you do it. Um, it, it's, it's not hard, but it's not easy. Yeah, it. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, not many people know this, but I made a bait a couple of years ago, and my buddy, he's a, he's a plastic and polymer engineer, and so like he knows, he knows this sort of stuff, and so we bought a bait building kit, and I was just like, here's the bait, dude, like, do do go to town, and so we, I think we only have like one or two port baits, but it's nice having that resource, and I, I can't imagine, uh, making a bait, having the mash in your hand, and you're like, okay, like. Now, how do I make this a production bait? Like, what do I need to do? And then just going in that rabbit hole of, uh, like, it sounds all easy. And then, like, you read that, like, you have to come up with your own recipe and stuff. And that's kind of where <laughs> you're, like, your eyes get real big. And you're, like, oh, like, this is, I'm not even close to the end. Like, I still have to figure out this math and everything and write these numbers down and pour 100, 150 baits until I get to where I like. Yeah. So, it, no, you're your point exactly it was uh i thought it was easy at first i was like yeah man like everybody I was like i heard you know i was i was reading online so like you know it's funny i actually when i first started doing it i was using this like boat making resin like it was not i didn't i didn't use the stuff that most people use nowadays and like once i started using the stuff that i use now it was like it was like holy cow like there's a bunch of stuff and so like once I had saw like, oh, everybody's doing this percentage, I was like, cool, I got it. No problem. Dude, I was so wrong on so many different levels. <laughs> like, And then having to figure out exactly how much needs to go into the mold and how much of, of it. Yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, and there's more math involved than people, I think, uh, people account for as well. Um, yeah. I mean, we're talking to like the hundredth of a, of, a, of a microgram kind of thing. Right. Like, <laughs> um. So it, it's pretty, pretty gnarly, but I mean, again, once it's down, once you've got it down, it's just taking the time to do it. Um, and I'm always trying to find a better way to, to 
do it a little bit different or, you know, like um, sometimes like people don't realize like temperature affects things or like, uh, you know, or, or like there are other humidity and exactly, you know, and people don't, people don't, don't think about that. And I didn't even know about it until, uh, until <laughs> we actually, I, I called, I called the place that I'm getting my resin from now and was like, dude, what is the deal with this? And they were like, Oh, well there's this, this, and this, that could be an issue. And all of a sudden it all made sense that every yeah. time, you know, I'd be pouring them one day where it was raining outside and the next day it'd be like super bright and sunny. And I'm like, dude, California is, it's kind of a pain. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, dude, it, just figuring it out. Um, with, with a small bait, it not easy. <laughs> yeah. So now do you have, um, do you have a scheduled day? Like where you pour, do you, well, I guess, your your drops how do you do your drops like once once a month or once every month and a half so i've actually man i uh as as like a marketing thing um i decided to kind of push the envelope a little bit and we were pumping out i mean we pumped out probably almost 300 baits over the last three or four months um oh, wow i mean like we pushed out a ton of baits but that was really just like honestly that was uh, Dude, I'm so grateful for my fiance, man, because like if she wouldn't have taken the time because I have a I have an 18 month old. And so like if she wouldn't have taken the time out of her day to sit and like take care of the baby all the time when like I'd be at my buddy's house and we'd be trying to formulate things or we'd be in the backyard <laughs> trying to figure stuff out. Like if it wasn't for her, dude, I don't know that I would have got it figured out. Um But again, I I mean, back to the original point, it was uh it, it was I don't know. It was weird, but we do it every two weeks. Uh, that's what we've been doing. We've been doing about 40 to 50 every two weeks. Um, this last drop didn't necessarily, this last drop, I finally saw what happened that I've been waiting for it to happen, which was, you know, a, a slowdown where before I would sell out in, in five or 10 minutes, uh, you know, 50 of them gone. I'm like, cool. Like I'm stoked where this last time it was, it, I think it had taken like four days or something um, for 50 of them, 50 of them to go. Um, and so while it's cool, like, you know, I've, I've kind of stepped back a little bit and now we're starting to work on something else. Like, and so I'm, I'm giving it a little bit of time. We're probably going to do another one, like two or three weeks. Um, but we were doing every two weeks. I think we're going to switch over to, to once a month though. Um, that, that's probably going to make more sense just as far as time-wise and whatnot. So now is this, is this your full-time gig or do you have something outside of bait making? Dude, I actually, uh, I actually sell cars. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I am a, uh, am a dirty car salesman is what people call me. <laughs> um, no, but it's cool. It's actually, I, I kind of love it because I get to go in and like the brand that I sell, like, is like known for like a lot of outdoor stuff. And so like, I meet a bunch of fishermen actually, which is really cool. Uh, so I get to talk a little bit about it with them and then I get to take like, uh, so, so I sell Subarus and yeah, so like, say it. it was either Subaru or Toyota. I, I was leaving yeah. Subaru though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it's cool, man. And so like, I see, they do a lot of like nature stuff. And so like, I see a lot of like their marketing stuff and I get to talk to like the behind the scenes stuff. And like, I've kind of transferred that into the whole bait making scene and dude, like it's insane. Like the, the amount of stuff that like, I, I am nowhere near a businessman. Like I, I don't have a degree or anything. For it. Uh, but what I will say is like marketing the small baits was everything and showing people that like, look, this is something that's different. 
uh, it was, was huge. Um, yeah, you know, so, so being able, but, but being able to go and work somewhere else too, uh, at the moment, it's a, <laughs> it's a fun hobby that I get to make a little bit of money doing, but more, more than anything, I get to watch people catch fish on something that I made. And that's, that's yeah. what it's about for me. Right. Um, and, uh, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and you can tell when a bait maker, a painter, um, uh, I mean, even, even my podcast, you can tell when that person who is not business orientated kind of hits their stride and kind of, kind of cracks the codes, breaks the chains and, and they just, they just take off because they, they figured out what works for them. They figure out, they figured out how to, how to push their product, how to, how to brand themselves. <clears throat> and, uh, right. There's a lot of people out there that'll help you, and uh, I've had a lot of people help me. And I, I'm having, I'm leaning really heavy on two or three guys right now with an idea, <clears throat> and uh, it's just nice knowing that it's gonna pay off. It's just you got to stick with it, and and when it does pay off, it's gonna be worth it a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, man, you gotta stick with it. That was <laughs> that that's that's so important, man. Especially like back to my point where I would say like I would get frustrated and I drop it for a week. Like, but then there's just the, and, and it takes us, and it takes a certain kind of person to, to want to go back and be like, no, like I can do this. Like I got it. It's, it's going to work. Like it's going to pay off. Like you got to get that mindset going again. Cause if you're constantly crapped out all the time and you're like, nah, like I'm not ever going to figure it out. Like I'm frustrated. You're not going to do it. It's just not going to work out for you. Unfortunately, you know, um, but like, even like you were saying, like with your podcast, dude, like the, the amount that like I've seen people talking about it recently, I'm like, holy crap, dude, like he's got a really good thing going. for. Him. Uh, it's awesome, dude. Like, it's so rad. My buddy, my buddy, Corey was like, hey, have you seen this new podcast? And I'm like, yeah, we're actually linking up like uh, so <laughs> it was it was pretty cool, man. And it's like it's um, it's crazy to me. Well, obviously, pe- people don't listen to this to hear me talk. Like they- they've heard me talk in the last fifteen episodes. They could, they could give a squat about me. It's more about the people I have that I have come on, and it's fun because these are guys that I like to talk to, or I want to talk to, or I'm interested in. So, I mean, people benefit from it, but like, not to be selfish, but like, I get to have personal conversations with you guys, and right. people, people just people people enjoy it. And, I'm not saying it's weird because I listen to a lot of podcasts too, but I think it's weird. It's like, what do, what do I do that people enjoy this so much? Obviously it's the people I have on and it's just, <clears throat> it's, it's awesome to see. I enjoy it a lot. And I, I, I get really excited when, when I get like random message requests, I'm like, who the heck is messaging me? And I go on there <laughs> and the guy's like, Hey dude, I, I really liked your podcast with X, Y, Z. He's like, you'll have to let me know when the next one's coming out. And I'm like, Oh, and then I didn't, I didn't make an episode for the last like week because the fishing has been so good. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel so bad for letting these people like hang. Like I've had people message me like, Hey, like when are you coming out with an episode? I'm like, Oh, I, I really don't want to tell them that I don't have one recorded yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, no, dude, it, it's cool, man. I, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. That kind of reminds me of like what I've got going on. So I made a, uh. I made kind of like a sneak peek thing where like I had taken a picture of, of the table that I was working on. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I'll say it here. There was a three piece bluegill that's four and a half inches sitting on the table. And, uh, and the amount of messages that were like, what is that? 
<laughs> like, why don't I have it yet? And what is it? And when's it coming out? Like, dude, yeah. the, those are like you're saying, dude. They're the coolest messages ever. Um, but yeah, man, that's that that's one thing that that's been working well to say to say the least. So, uh, I, again, just just something new, something different for people. Um, obviously, there's already three pieces on the market that are small, but it was uh it's cool, man. This little three piece that I've got going right now, it's a, uh, it's, it's, so I'm not hating on any companies, but some, but, but there, but there, but there are three piece small bluegills out there that they swim. Don't get me wrong. Like they, you, they look like they swim, but they don't swim like a bluegill. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, like when I was a kid, man, I had a bluegill in a tank. And like, I remember watching this thing, dude, like I was a total nerd about it. I was like, I'm so stoked. Like I would sit there and watch this bluegill and I'd feed it red worms. And like, I would watch how it would react, you know, and these bluegill don't have these big head rocks and these super wide sweeping tails. Uh, what, you know, being a substrate now, obviously if you're top water, that's, that's another topic, but, uh, <laughs> You know, but like as far as staying subsurface, I was like, I got to figure out how to do something that's a that that's a swimmer that I can burn that runs in a straight line that has a tight swim that's not super wide, but it it's got a nice tight natural swim, and it's going great. And and it that thing's rad, man. And and we I'm gonna have, I'm gonna make a couple more and and kind of back to what we were talking about earlier. Send them out to to some of the OG guys that that really helped me out. And be like, all right, like round two, let's see what you guys got for me. Right. Um yeah, that that'll probably be coming out in the next in the next few months. But I've I mean we I've, there's already a few of them out there that are getting fished and they're getting fished hard and, and they're catching fish. Um I don't know, man, but I love the I love the glide bait. The real reason I went with the three piece is because I had a bunch of people hitting me up, like, hey dude, you got a three piece <laughs> coming? And I'm like, All right, yeah, fine, let's go. <laughs> um, um. So you you obviously have the glide bait figured out. Do you have mm-hmm. any any want or any any need for a wake bait? Obviously, everybody always always jokes that the wake bait's the easiest thing. And obviously, since you already have the glide bait figured out, there's a good chance that you could make a wake bait pretty easy. Or is that just kind of something so, that uh, you're not too interested in? You know what? It's uh, it's really funny that you that you have <laughs> that you brought that up. Um, yeah, no, I got I got two hundred bills sent sent to my house with two GB stamped on them. So, oh man, <laughs> um, uh, from from Volk Volk, right? Volk yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I got those sent to me a while ago. To, I mean, probably six to eight months ago. So to show how long I've been working on this thing, <laughs> pretty uh, <laughs> yeah. I I was getting requests for three piece almost right off the bat. Like they were like, dude, you've got a glide bait. Like you've got to make a three piece with it. I'd say I probably got that message more than anything. <laughs> um, you know, it's like a one-two punch. You know, they might not want the wide swim; they might want the super tight, like burn faster than you can reel it uh, right. thing. So, um, yeah, no, I've got it. it. There's something in the works. It's just, it, you know, I there are people that say that it's easier to make, and and there might be some truth to that. But when you don't have a, a giant bait that's like an inch wide kind of thing that's moving yeah. water, it's not right. easy by any means by any standards you know when you when you've only got a four just under four and a half inch bait pushing water that's that's super thin too uh it's not easy dude and and there's and there's uh 
you know one one company that's nailed it dude that that ufo the mini that new thing mm-hmm. eric has killed it with that <laughs> dude like that that little bait is rad um so you know it's it's just finding something something like that and you know something that that actually that it, that i i kind of did want to talk about actually is it's funny i noticed that there are guys like people are starting to come to the downhill trend of like as far as downsizing and baits and that's really cool to me dude like i'm <laughs> i'm digging seeing that because like you know my eyes are lighting up i'm like holy crap like people are starting to slowly downsize like they're gonna come down to the four and a quarter inch. So yeah. i'm not gonna have to talk them down to it uh and then i you know hopefully i can be there and, and give them give them a product that they're gonna end up loving um that's it's it's funny you say that because um when i swim when i was big into swimming fishing two years ago mm-hmm. it was it was uh Hink, hinkle trout uh mother wild beat like uh-huh. I, was fishing, I was fishing everything i could that i had big uh-huh. and now this year i've been fishing um the tk the tk is yep uh tk baby paperweight and then uh jake cooper's cooper baits uh uh gill glide those are the only three baits i've fished and caught fish on and those baits are all six inches or shorter six point six or six point (laughs) half in tk but still it's like i i fish my hinkle trout for a couple casts the other day and i'm like i i should really fish this gill glide like why am i fishing this hinkle trout right now (laughs) dude if you're more focused on catching fish i'm i know i know 100 sure that there are times to throw the bigger baits but the reality right. behind it is that like, especially like with me and like, honestly, and I probably should have touched up on it way earlier in our conversation. The main reason I went with the small bait was because I don't have a bunch of big lakes by me. You know, the closest, the closest big lake to me is an hour and a half away. And if oh, you go wow. an hour and a half in every direction, you know, you run into a, you run into another big lake, but like they're all an hour and a half, two hours away, if not even more. Um, and so that said, like it's pond fishing for me, man. Like they, they first off, you, you you ain't gonna find like a six, seven inch bluegill inside of one of those ponds. And if you do, there's not a bass that's like willing enough to eat it. And it's that yeah. big, and it's been there for that long for a while. Um, and so like all the local dudes at the ponds, they're like, dude, your little bluegill has been absolutely smashing them. And like that, that's what it was meant. Like that was like the main thing because I don't really get to go to lakes that often you know, having the full-time job and then especially doing this now and then having the little one, uh, being able to drive five minutes up the street to a park and go fish for an hour and catch a couple fish on what I would still consider a swim bait, maybe not a giant, but a, a giant swim bait, but you know, I can still go to these parks and catch and catch swim bait fish. Like that's rad to me, dude. Uh, and same thing, like even on my work breaks, like I, I, I had a couple posts and I, and I, I do that thing where I'll post something and it'll stay up for like two weeks and then I'll take it down. Um, right. But like, I don't know if you've seen them, like I'll have times where I'm in my work shirt and like, I'm sitting there holding the large mouth on my bluegill and like, I'm all stoked. And I've got people walking by me. Like, did this dude just catch this fish? Like out of this nasty pond, that's <laughs> like, dude, that looks like it should not have anything in it. And yeah, and I did. My favorite is when I have people ask me if I caught, no, oh, did you catch that one there? And I'll turn around and I'll tell them, be like, no, I bought it at the store. And, you know, I took it here with me so I could take a picture of it. And they look at me like I'm an ass, dude. They're oh, sorry. I don't know if I can catch dude, but like, no, no, they, yeah, they yeah, yeah, you're good. Me, you're good. They're like, dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, no, but back, back to what I was saying, man, like that, that bluegill came for, for little ponds. 
and then out of the little ponds, like there's a there's a lake out here called Canyon Lake, and it's a private lake. But uh, a dude that fishes the local pond um, was like, "Dude, I took your bluegill to a lake, slayed him." Like was showing me pictures of like <laughs> two to three pound fish, and he was like, "We he was like we caught like fourteen or fifteen fish like each," uh, and I was like, "That's cool." And so like, you know, I took it I took it to a uh, to Diamond Valley Lake. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's pretty. It's pretty well known. Kind of everywhere yeah, now, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. So, so Diamond Valley. It's actually it's where it's where us uh, from Swimbait Culture fishers all the time. Um, I took it there and was like, all right, cool. Like, let's let's go run it. So my my cousin Scott took me out and we went out on his boat. And uh, that same day, I think we caught like eight fish, eight fish that were all around three to four pounds. And then I caught one that was that was I think seven eight. And uh, that oh, did it my. for me. I was like, dude, I don't need a giant. Like I've caught, I, you know, I've caught big fish on big baits, but like if I can throw this little bait around, catch a ton of small fish. And then on top of that, stick a seven to end the day. Like, dude, that did it. I was like, I'm not, I, I, I don't necessarily need to go anything bigger. Um, so I, I think I'm more leaning back to the original point. I think I'm more leaning to sticking to a, uh, to getting some kind of wake bait and a, and a three piece going than I am making a bigger bait, but we'll see. I mean, I'm sure time will change my mind like it normally does and all end up freaking <laughs> out and feeling like I need to get something done, even though it doesn't necessarily need to be done when I've got a good thing going. Uh, so I don't know, man. Speaking, it's, uh, speaking of good thing going, um, do you see this in the next year or two if things stay consistent and if not get better? Do you see a point where you're like, okay, like uh, pe- people are starting to scale down to smaller baits. They just they just want to catch fish. And uh, mm-hmm. do you do you see the point where you're like, okay, like I'm making I'm making equivalent money to I am at my job. Like why can't I do this full time? Or is that kind of out of the realm as far as you're concerned? Oh, dude, if it if it gets to a point to where to where I want it to be. I would love to do this every day, man. And not only is it a hobby, right, yeah. but I would get to, you know, I'd get to do what everybody talks about doing. You literally, you wake up and you're Walk not working when you're doing something yeah. you love, like, uh, period. <laughs> um, I mean, we're, and here's the thing. So, and I'm hoping that, it, that it does connect and, you know, I, and that's really all I can do is, is hope that a couple of the right guys get them, catch them, fish them, and then, people realize, all right, maybe downsizing is, is a good way to go. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and if it does eventually equivalent to, to what I'm making at my, at my job now, you know, I would consider it, but I also love the fact that it is a hobby at this point. Um, right. So I, I'm, I'm sure you could probably tell from my answer. I'm mixed emotions about it. I don't really know. Um, you know, there, there's a part of me that, that is a little bit hesitant to go like full-time with it. Like some of these other guys, just because at the moment it's a hobby that I love doing and I get to make a little bit of money doing it. Um, whereas if I go to do it full-time, I don't want it to feel necessarily like a job. Like obviously I'm going to work hard at it and it's something that I'm working hard at now, but I do it because it's fun to me. Um, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, you know, and, and that's, that that's kind of where it's at. And don't get me wrong, man. Like the, the money can be good, but that's, it's more about seeing the memories and, and the fist catches and like, dude, these cast to catch videos, man. I cannot tell you, I'll be at work, like fist pumping the air, like all stoked. Like, I don't think people <laughs> understand how, how, how excited I get to see this stuff, dude. Like if you could get a live, like my, my buddies will sit there and die laughing when I get a cast to catch video 
and they know that I got a cast to catch video because I'm dude, I'm all shit grins. Like I'm serious. I'm smiling cheek to cheek and I'm stoked. Like that's what it's about for me, dude. I, I, I love it. Uh, dude, seeing people, seeing the messages, seeing the videos, seeing like that kid send me that picture of that seven pounder that he caught the other day, dude, Johnny, great job to him, dude. Like he, dude, that was so rad. I mean, you could see the, in his face, like the smile was there. Like it was real, yeah. you know, the, the stoke was there. Uh, and that, that was, dude, that was so rad. Um, that was it for him. Like <laughs> it's, it's those things. Those are the inspiration to want to keep going and keep doing it. And, uh, and maybe as it, as it continues to grow, maybe I will continue to see it as a hobby. And, and, uh, I don't know. I love the state of California, but California also sucks to live in. It's too expensive. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know multiple, I know multiple people who, who say that, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's a cool state, man. But I, it's it's too expensive, and there there there's some pretty pretty crazy people here. So, <laughs> no, for sure. Um, oh, I had something I wanted to ask, but I forgot what it was. Uh, crap. While, was it? While a, I think, is there anything? Is there anything you want to touch on while I think about this? Um. Honestly, man, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's going back to, to the main thing of it, it's something different. Give it a shot. You know, I think, I think people need, need to hear that from me. Um, give it a shot. It's something different. It's, it's not, it's not your standard. It's not your big bait. It's not your hype bait. Um, but it's, it, it's the bridge between sitting there throwing conventional gear and throwing a six to 10 inch swim bait. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're still getting the, the action of a swim bait. It's still fun, dude. Like with that little bait, like one of my favorite things ever, and you'll see it in some of these cats to catch videos. It's funny. I'm noticing a bunch of dudes fishing it like this. Actually, they'll sit there and they're sitting there just working the rod tip just, or, or just doing real chops. And they're working that thing like a jerk bait and getting this fish to react like nuts, you know? So it's still like you, you still get that reaction strike. It, it's, it's a ton of fun to fish and, and, and they're versatile. I mean, like how you were saying, like there's open water glides and there's cover glides and whatnot. Uh, I personally fish mine really tight to cover. Um, not everybody does that. I see some some guys fishing it just in in the middle of the lake. They're firing it out there and they're still getting reaction strikes, especially on that chrome shad that I just did recently. Actually, that was a uh, that was a color I didn't know if people would like at all, dude. And that color sold out first. Like I mean, I think that one went in like 38 seconds or something. It was ridiculous. I was like holy crap uh that was cool you know it, it was a it was a different color um but no i mean it's just it's just it's just given an opportunity everybody that's got one they love it um you know and and i think i'm excited because i've got a i actually have jason he's doing a uh, jason carroll's doing a review for me uh, he just got oh, his baits yeah. a few days ago um you know and i and i think that'll give that'll give people a little bit of a perspective too just kind of seeing what the bait's all about um, because they're not used to seeing a four, four and a quarter inch fly bait that swims. I know there have been a bunch of, bunch of dudes that have attempted, um, and, and, and you know, not, nothing against them, but they just, they just don't, they don't swim necessarily the way that, that I would, that I personally would like them to. Yeah. There, there hasn't um, been anybody who's, who's stuck with it. They, they make a, they make a six inch bait, a 10 inch bait. And they're like, huh, like, why don't I just round it off and and produce this this four inch bait and they don't put the love into it as they did with those bigger baits right right well and it's because it's not i think i think a lot of people expect because of the bait being smaller 
I think they expect it to be easier. Oh, um, for sure. It's not. <laughs> uh, but but that was fun for me. You know, like I said, I mean, I would get frustrated. And when I say frustrated, I, m- I mean, like, in a lighthearted way. Like, I I loved it, dude. It was like an addiction. It's like when you, you got to figure it out. Uh, and that's been fun for me. Um, you know, I've, I've dabbled in the, the, in the, like the eight inch slide baits and like, I can do it, but it, there's just, there's just so many of them on the market. Um, right. and, and to the, to what I was saying earlier, uh, I'm starting to see a trend like, like you tell you had talked about people are kind of going away from the hype side of things a little bit. And now they're like, all right, like I want to stick some fish on these things now. And so I think they're slightly downgrading on size if they're not necessarily, uh, you know, if somebody's not super confident in throwing a 10 inch bait, even though most people are nowadays, uh, throwing something smaller and catching a few fish, they might be like, all right, cool. Like it builds their confidence back up. And maybe they use my bait as a tool to build their confidence back up to a 10 inch bait, you know, but however, it, it's still, it's still a piece of arsenal. And I think, I think people need to at least just give it a chance. Um, I, I don't think that they'll regret it. So. Yeah. Kind of closing it out. Um, how do your drops work for anybody who doesn't know? Yeah, so I uh I've got a website. Um pretty easy. It's just thegracelybaits.com. Um and then I usually post three to four colors and once they're up it's it's go time. Um I you know, some some people they're like, Oh, how long do you think that, that they'll be there? That's a hard question to answer, man, because I I've had times where my phone literally like restarts it they sell out so quickly and i've had other times like the last drop where it took four days to sell out so i I, right it's a tough question um but when they're there they're there um you know and 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 people are digging them and i dig it it's i've obviously it's my bait so you know like i was saying before i would want to fish it but it dude i I love this little bait man the 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 devotion that goes into throwing that bait and, and making it painting it, trying to find something that's the best for everybody, not just something that I throw together and I'm asking money for, uh, is, is important to me. So. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's integral for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Per- exactly. Um, um I mean, no, if, I don't know if, if there's, if there's anything else you want to touch on, go ahead and, go for it i mean if not we can we can wrap it up and uh get on with the night <laughs> i don't think so man um i think that was everything I, i'm i'm glad you had me on here man I'm, I'm glad i get to kind of talk about him and, and let people know about me a little bit because that's important you know uh sometimes they don't it, it's cool like especially if i know who am buying the bait from and like i can feel like i have a personal connection with these person right. with these people <laughs> It, dude, you're you're stoked to buy the bait, and you're even happier. And like the company, it almost seems like treats you better because you have that personal connection. And everybody's happier overall, man. So if anybody has any messages, like, dude, please reach out to me. I've had a couple guys that'll be like, you know, why is it doing this? And and may you know there might be like an issue with, with something, and 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 I'm the first one to jump on it and take full responsibility. Uh, I reach out you know as even 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 yourself man if you ever have any questions or anything dude like customer service is my thing especially working in car sales like i get right. to deal with some interesting people man so <laughs> if i get to talk to a couple fishermen i i'm stoked dude uh but yeah it's uh no i'm i'm glad i got to come on here man yeah dude for sure i want to thank you for coming on and i want to thank 
Mr. Wayne Campbell from Sunday Universe. I hit him up a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, hey, like, who do you like? Who do you want? Who do you think would come on the show and talk? Go hit up hit up Kyle from Grace Lee Bates. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll That's cool. Shot man. You a message, and, and this is where we are now. <laughs> so thank you, are Wayne. You, uh, for, uh, for... Are you are you going to the gathering this year? Uh, yeah, I'll probably go. So I went to the first and second gathering, and then last year for the third gathering, I had just moved two hours from home, and I was like. Hey, if I buy my ticket and if I go out there and splurge on Bates, like I'm gonna have like three hundred dollars in my name, so I better I better chillax and I'll go next year. So yeah, I'm gonna be no, there this cool. year. Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, I'm, I'm trying trying to get out there. I uh, I've been talking to Wayne about it a little bit. So that's really cool that that he sent you my way, man. Because yeah, I, for sure. I uh, no, I'm trying to get out there this year, man. I have yet to go to one. Being in California and having all the craziness going on, it's uh, been difficult. But this is the year, so. Yeah, exactly, and like I'm, I'm making a little, uh, little package set to give Dwayne to raffle off for Scales and Tails podcast. So I think that'll be that's really right, cool. dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited that's, for that. <clears throat> that's cool. I'm very excited for, uh, for what, what's around the corner uh, with the whole podcast and what I have in mind. It, it can be a huge flop, but the feedback I've gotten from some of my acquaintances and people who listen to the podcast are very interested. So I don't that's know, man. Very that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I dig it, man. Keep it up. Yeah, for sure. But I want to thank you, Kyle, for coming on. And uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure, if you haven't already, that you give the podcast a five-star rating on your listening platform. That is, if you liked it. If not, hit me up. We'll talk about it. We'll hash out uh, the dislikes before you hurt my grading. Um, make sure you guys also follow the uh, the podcast scales, underscore, and underscore tails. And I will make sure to leave Kyle and the Gracie Bates all of his uh, all of his links to those profiles and his website and everything in the description so you guys can hit him up any questions you guys may have other than that i think we're uh good to go sweet thanks again man appreciate it yeah of course all righty thank you everybody for listening bye